Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and all of our different social media outlets. I'm Brian Cat NFL on Twitter. Paul is fanatic underscore pick. We're also the official channel as well for the fan-sided network, as well as finfanatic.com. We're in the third part now of our three-part mock draft week series here. And this is going to be a seven-round Miami Dolphins mock draft. And the rules here are, are pretty simple. I mean, we are allowed one trade. We are using the PFF mock draft simulator. Any trade that we do has to be accepted by the mock draft simulator. And Paul and I also have rules, too, where, you know, if it feels like a player is not realistic to be in a spot, we make sure that they're not. So that's kind of where we are here at this point. I know Paul's excited. It's It's a mock draft. Paul has never seen a mock draft that he doesn't like. So... Um, but I'm excited for this one. I got to say, cause now we're talking about going from, um, you know, three down to 12 up back up to six in the NFL draft and could even maybe trade down again, maybe trade up from the 18th pick. We'll see what happens here th- throughout this, uh, seven round mock here, Paul. Yeah, no, I'm excited. And, and, and to clarify, I've seen plenty of mocks I couldn't stand uh, throughout the years, including this one. Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's funny because there's a lot of players I like, but I also think the Dolphins are going to like. And one of the things that I do think with Miami is I think they're going to look at guys that haven't quite scratched the surface yet or could be huge difference makers you can't pass up. That's for sure. And, you know, there's a lot of talent here and a lot of potential goals that the Dolphins have. Hey, Dolphins fans. Support for On the Fin Side is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We've got an exclusive offer for our listeners which is 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower clean and easy. I now feel confident shaving my boys. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Kat and I already have our Perfect Package 3.0 on the way. What are you waiting for? Your balls will thank you. Make sure you get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. 
That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. And now looking at, you know, you've mentioned a couple of goals there that you think the Dolphins are going to have, and we're looking at it through the through their lens here. So I think that the Dolphins are going to have a couple here in this draft, and they, as far as what they could be drafting here, may not be the most popular. Uh, but this is what I'm predicting them to do. It's not what I hope they do, but trying to read through the tea leaves, this is what I think they will do. So I think the goals really are, number one, to upgrade team speed, both on offense and defense. At, at defensive back, wide receiver, running back, I think that's going to be important for them. Also, fill offensive needs at, at running back, wide receiver, and center. And finally, and this is a big one here, is – you know, when you take a look at at that, how the Dolphins didn't get those extra draft picks in 2021 here, they got them in 2022 and 2023. I believe that the Dolphins are setting up to get more picks in the future so that they can control the NFL draft with the amount of draft picks, the way that they've been able to maneuver around here in 2021. So th- those are the goals that I think that the Dolphins are going to have moving forward here, Paul. So, you know, and I think it's also worth saying too, it's a lot easier to predict this type of mock draft too. So how I think the top six picks are going to go and Paul, you our top five picks are going to go before it gets to the dolphins. I think it's going to be four quarterbacks. And then at number five, I think it's going to be either Jamar chase or Penny Sewell. And I'm going to say Penny Sewell here for for number five with the Bengals. So that's kind of how the board looks. Are you in agreement there? Do you have four quarterbacks at the top and then Penny Sewell, or do you have a kind of a different opinion? Absolutely. It's I know I had the number five pick in our full round one mock draft yesterday, and I went with Penny Sewell, even though the lazy journalistic aspect is like, oh, Joe Burrow used to play with Jamar Chase, so you got to put Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow. You can't put anybody with Joe Burrow if you can't keep him upright. He's already going to miss a chunk of this season coming up. You've got to protect the guy. You know, what'll be interesting to see, though, is with with what the Bengals do is, or something interesting to keep in mind is, they offered Kenny Galladay a contract Mm -hmm. to be a starting receiver for them. So they are, and the Bengals don't spend a lot, uh, and they don't sign a lot of free agents. So they are interested in adding a wide receiver to that room along with, with Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. So I think Chase is a possibility there. So I think, I think it's a possibility, but you know what? There are so many – like we've talked about, there are so many wide receivers in this draft that I can't see them passing up, you know, having more than one lineman. They, they've, they've got a slightly better offensive line than the Jets collectively, and the Jets have one definitive offensive lineman right now. Yeah, and I, I would have them go in Sewell too, but – the Bengals typically never trade up. They never trade down and they are very, very needs based uh, there with, uh, uh, with Brown as, as the owner and basically general manager of the team there. So, uh, and they signed Riley Reef to play right tackle for five and a half million. So that's typically they don't, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, I, I don't want to go too far down that path further than we already have. Four quarterbacks going at the beginning, and then Penny Sewell, 
at number five, which we both have predicted in our minds here. So Dolphins are on the clock at number six. What are you doing there? What do you think they will do there? Excuse me. Four quarterbacks, then a tackle, then a tight end. It's going to be a weird, weird NFL draft this year. Kyle Pitts comes off the board. Kyle Pitts, we've talked a lot about the freakish nature, and he just feels like a guy that's barely scratched the surface and somebody that meets up with what Flores had up in New England or saw up in New England with you know Aaron Hernandez and, and Robert Gronkowski to bring him in and be able to take that offense and run with the same personnel for almost goal line as he can for five wide, it, it's too good of an opportunity for Greer to pass up here. And, and he goes ahead with Kyle Pitts. And, and what I'll tell you, too, is even if Penny Sewell's on the board, you don't move to six and think you're getting Penny Sewell. You don't move to six unless you have a definitive plan for a wide receiver you think is going to free fall as far as that goes. Or, you know, if there's the three on the board, you don't go to six. You go to nine or ten range. Um, you, it just, unless there's one you're absolutely in love with, it's just, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense unless your target is like a Kyle Pitts, like a Micah Parsons, or or one of those type of folks. And I think it's Pitts, hands down, because they need to get a little more explosive on offense. Yeah, I, I would hope you're right there at six, um, because the Dolphins would be able to do something special on the offensive side of the ball with the mismatches that they can create. But I think you're also right, too, in what you said, that they wouldn't be moving down from three to six if they were targeting somebody that they absolutely had to have. They wouldn't have. I don't think they would have made the trade to begin with if they were targeting Penny Sewell. I'll go a step further, and this is where we will probably disagree. I don't think they would have done that either if they were targeting Kyle Pitts. And that's why I don't think he'll be the pick. But before we get to that, uh, this is where I utilize my trade down. And at pick six, what I can't get over with how the board is like it is now with the four quarterbacks and then Penny Sewell off the board right now. I think that no, on one hand, I believe that it's possible that Mac Jones, a general manager is not going to tie himself to him for the next, you know, four or five years, but I can't see the Carolina Panthers getting out of this draft without a quarterback. And because of that, they move up to number six with the dolphins dolphins move down to eight and the Panthers end up selecting Mac Jones because you can't go. I mean, Matt rule has been very open that they want another quarterback and it's not going to be Deshaun Watson with what's going on out there. So in the trade down from six to eight, the Dolphins get a second-round pick in 2022 and a third-round pick in 2023. What that means is that the Dolphins are going to have an extra two and a three next year in 2022. They're going to have an extra first and third in 2023. Now they're able to control the next two drafts. So that that's that's where the, the trade-down is. And because – They've been willing to trade down. I think they're targeting somebody that they're confident is going to be there. And I just eliminate a few people. I said, I, I don't think it'll be Penny Sewell. I don't think it'll be Kyle Pitts because they would have been there. 
I also don't think it'll be Devonte Smith. And and some people might disagree with me on that, but I think Kyle Fuller is going to run a, a lot of the routes that Devonte Smith um, or, or that that Devonte Smith is. And in addition to that, um, when you look at Devonte Smith. He is, he's not somebody that I think can get the yards after the catch on a consistent basis at his size. I know he did it at Alabama, but it's a different story in the NFL. And Micah Parsons, I don't think he'll be the pick either because for a lot of reasons we've talked about previously. So this may not be a popular pick here at number eight. I have the Dolphins in the trade down selecting Alabama wide receiver Jalen Waddle, And Paul's face scrunched up as soon as he said that or as soon as I said that listen this would not be my pick but I'm 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 looking at what's happened here the Dolphins had to be confident somebody was there and when you combine the speed of Will Fuller who is the fastest receiver in free agency along with Jalen Waddle the fastest receiver the best deep threat in this draft now you can diversify your your wide receiver unit here. So, Paul, I know this is this is a pick that if Kyle Pitts and Jalen Waddle were on the board at the same time and Waddle was the pick. Ugh. Do do we put Waddle on IR with everybody else now and still have practice squad players starting in week ten? That that that's my biggest killer with Waddle. And it, it I know it's you doing what you think they would do. It just that's where the Waddle thing would hurt for me. Waddle is absolutely an explosive player. And unfortunately, he tends to explode both good and um, injury-wise. And that's where I worry with him. And he's only caught 62 passes here over the last uh, two years. Well, that's in like three um, games. For Alabama. <laughs> but it, <laughs> but nobody can take the top off a of defense. And but, but the most important thing is, unlike – a lot of receivers in this draft here. And keep in mind, Jamar Chase is not on the board in this situation either. Is the yards after catch that he can bring as well, and and if, if the ability to turn a five yard catch into a seventy yard is is something rare that he brings to the table here. Again, not something I would do. He would probably be last on my list of the players that I've talked about here in this this segment already. But I think the Dolphins in a trade down would absolutely target and look at Jalen Waddle. And remember folks, that's at Brian cat NFL on Twitter. <laughs> Go for it. Bring, bring the hate on. I, I, I expect it because I, because I wanted, I, I'm trying to read through the tea leaves here. I hope it's not Jalen Waddle and maybe cool. I'm just getting paranoid here at draft season, but it makes a lot of sense. And I could quite, I could very easily see that happening. And, and here's, here's part of why I think, it will probably be Pitts at six. Six is a spot, as you know, with almost every mock draft I showed you and told you about. I was always mocking down to six with Philly until they made their commitment at quarterback, Um, at which point I stopped doing that. But I think Miami had some feelers out with them, and when they didn't want to go quarterback, I don't think they wanted to stay at six. And... I think Miami had the framework of a deal in place where it was, you know what? You get us a top 15 pick and a future first, we'll give you number six. But it's just, it's not happening. And 
I think Greer started working the phones and made the deal in his mind for moving from three to six with San Francisco to be able to come back up with that agreement already in place. I, I really, truly think that was the scenario. I think he had the Philly agreement in place. And that's why he, he got a little bit of butter on top. But end of the day, I think he moved to six because of the fact that now it was moving a quarterback-hungry team up to three. He got a little bit more, and he was able to set it up where a team that might go after Pitts was out of the picture. Yeah. And when it comes to Pitts, and, and I – I hope they see Pitts and Waddle on the board and say, no, I can't. Like, There's such a talent difference between the two. We have to take Pitts. I don't think it can be assumed, too, that the Dolphins are going to completely run this, this massive two tight end offense. It sounds good in theory, and I would love it. But it, you would have to change your entire playbook for that to happen. I, I would hope that they do. But – I I would have a better I would have I would feel stronger that the Dolphins, not me, the Dolphins would take Jalen Waddle over They're Kyle Pitts. Sucked anyway. <laughs> well we we don't know how it's gonna look. I mean you've got two offensive coordinators, hopefully to, to be fair the two of them. The pages were stapled together, so Gailey was only reading off the first page anyway last year. So maybe it's better than we thought. Got it. But, I, I don't have the I can't. While you make your next pick, I'm I'm gonna look at chat here just to okay. Just to see the comment. I haven't looked. Is it ugly? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Good. That's, that's that's all you need to say here. So, with the next pick, uh, the Dolphins are are slated to pick at number eighteen. No, they are not. Oh, so you you made the trade up. So uh, I did. W- what did you do, and what was the compensation there? So. Micah Parsons started to slide, and at a certain point, your potential outweighs some of the off-field noise, especially when you've made your apologies. I do expect Miami to do their due diligence like crazy here anyway. And thank you, Finns Doc. I love that. Um, But here's what I will say to that. Miami needs that off-ball linebacker, but they also need a little bit more edge rush opposite Van Ginkle and Agba. Um, and and where that can come from is literally the same dude. It's the linebacker that can run a 4-3-9, can blow through a hole and read a defense or read an offense, and you can move him around and, and will thrive in that positionless defense. And that's Micah Parsons. And so... When he hit 13 and Minnesota was up next with a need at linebacker, Miami made an offer to the L.A. Chargers. They offered number 18, next year's second, and threw in pick 231 to sweeten the pot a little bit and moved from 18 to 13 and took Micah Parsons. And now they've taken two of the most explosive players and really the top two players on, on, on my board as well for the Dolphins. So it's it's too good to pass up to, to come up five spots and, and grab the guy. And I think they're going to trade some wide receivers to fatten up their draft, draft cabinet for next year anyway. 
I just uh, looked at the chat here and I got to say, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So I, I appreciate that from everybody. Uh, I absolutely think it's a possibility. And I think some <laughs> mentally, maybe I'm preparing myself a little bit for it. Um, I like yours a lot better. If you come away with Pitts and Parsons, then yeah, I think that's a, that is a really good uh, scenario there. And, and you get really two stars, uh, but get a, again, drafting a tight end and an off ball linebacker too, as good as they are. That's something that I, I, if we're predicting things here, I would have difficulty seeing the dolphins do, even though I hope that they do it. So one, one quick thing actually that Rome gray brought up in chat that I think is, is perfect for this. The dolphins are famous for their smoke screens. And the fact that they told Tony Pauline that they will not even look at anybody that opted out of this past season. Uh, it, it screams if Micah Parsons starts to free fall, they're going to go up and grab him and start laughing into the camera yet again after the draft when we're, when we're on those those uh, press conference calls. And Greer's like, he's been our target all along. We just When he started free falling, we said, all right, let's go get him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, it's it's uh, there's a lot of things that can happen here. So uh, with 18 at the 18th pick in the draft again, I went. I think the Dolphins are thinking about just flat out team speed here uh, in, uh, in in the first and second round. I went with safety from TCU Trayvon Morig. So uh, with with uh, what how the dolphins play defense here. It's obvious here. They are going very heavy at defensive tackle and defensive back. And by drafting Trevon Morig, I think he can play single high safety for you. And it allows you to kick Bobby McCain down to nickelback. And if you ever need to cut McCain, which we, which I hope we don't, and I don't think that we will, then it's, it also gives you that flexibility a little bit later in the off season there. So, uh, Trayvon Morig is a he is a outstanding talent 6'2 208 pounds and he has the flexibility to play free safety to play nickelback and I also think that he has the flexibility too to flip his hips at two at 6'2 208 and play cornerback as well this is somebody that screams Brian Flores and one of the most uh, best fits that I could see for what the Dolphins are looking to do here defensively. Yeah, I mean it's it's I could see them taking the second best safety in the draft here, uh, as far as that goes. But you know, and, and I know I've, I say that a little cheekily because you and I know how I feel at the safety position in this draft. Um, so, Cat, was that was your next pick thirty six, or did you, I'm sorry. so I so right now we've got on. Coming off my board here, we've got Jalen Waddle at wide receiver. At number eight, we've got uh, Trayvon Morig at 18. So at 36, and I hope this gets a little bit better now, uh, the Dolphins go with Javante Williams running back from North Carolina. And this has been my what I've, what I've hoped the Dolphins' plan was going to be all along, to sit there at 36 and take the best guy that's there between Najee Harris Javante Williams and uh, Travis Etienne. And by sitting there at 36, they're able to do that. They're able to, uh, to get the, they're, they're able to get somebody there that can, that can 
be really dynamic there on offense. He, le- according to PFF, led all running backs with 76 broken tackles this past year. And he's got fresh legs. He didn't take a big pounding there at North Carolina. So now with the skill positions, the Dolphins have Javante Williams at running back. At wide receiver, they've got Devontae Parker, Ka- uh, Will Fuller. Thank I keep saying Kyle Fuller for some reason. Will Fuller. Um, Jalen Waddle and a tight end. They've got Mike Mike Kosicki. They also have five picks in the top three rounds in the next two drafts, and that's the biggest part of this here. Uh, it's it's easy to to just compare apples to apples here, but they're they've been preparing to stockpile the twenty twenty two draft and the twenty twenty three draft as well. Ugh, I hate your Javante Williams pick, and and here's the reason why. At number thirty six. I improved Miami's running back room by taking Javante Williams uh, out of North Carolina. It, it's I look at it a little bit differently, though, based on some of what I've done already with, with this. When you take Kyle Pitts and you've got Will Fuller and you've got Mike Kosicki and you've got Javante Parker, you're going to be taking, especially with Pitts and Gasicki, uh, you're going to be taking some linebackers and occupying them. You're going to be taking the safeties a little bit and occupying them between those two and Fuller. And now you're going to add to it the running back with the most broken tackles uh, and yards after contact amongst them. And you're going to have him have to face less of the folks that are occupied with the with, with Pitts, Gasicki, and Fuller and possibly be able to break even bigger plays there. Behind a line that is an ascending line and has a couple of maulers. Uh, could use a couple more, but it, it's... It, it, and he just makes way too much sense. As much as I love Najee, it's, it's, that's us falling into the same pit, pit, pitfall that the people talk about with the Bengals and Chase. As much as it could happen, um, just because Tua played with him in college, and he is very good doesn't mean that's the direction that the Dolphins are going to go. Yeah. And I've, I would be, I was very close to having Najee at, at 18, but I think Trevon Morig is somebody who is completely with all due respect to Richie Grant, who I know you love as well as Javon Holland from Oregon. Uh, I, I think he's, I think he's a different player to be six two two oh eight, and to be that versatile and to be able just to uh, just to come up and and smash people and, and and the speed that he has getting from point A to point B did 33 bench press reps too. I mean, the guy has unbelievable, not only bench press strength, but strength on the field too. I, so I could have gone with Najee at 18. I went with Trayvon Morgan instead. And I think you're going to see the dolphins drafting a defensive back in this draft a lot higher than you think. Uh, so sure. let's, I, let's go to pick, pick number 50 here, Paul. I'd agree with you. That's the perfect segue to pick 50. Because I do think part of the reason I like Richie Grant is he is a total fit for Brian Flores and uh, what's his face? Josh Boyer defense. Um, He can do all of the things, and I keep harping on this, but he can do all the things Bobby McCain does. He can do all the things Eric Rowe does. And you've got yourself set up with a pair of young safeties as the eventual heir apparent to Bobby McCain and Eric Rowe with Brandon Jones 
and with Richie Grant. I, I, I know he's a player that I like a lot, but a lot of the reason I like him is because of the fit in this defense and the tremendous upside. There's no better defense in the NFL for Richie Grant to fit into than what Miami is doing right now. So it, it made too much sense here at 50 to go ahead and grab Richie Grant. I do think he's a guy that won't fall much further than 50, though. Yeah, he's right there in that second-round category. Uh, and, it, you know, when you talk about the, the scheme fit, same as uh, Tra- Trevon Moore, he can play the same types of positions. I would argue not quite as fast. But then again, I took my safety at 18. You took him at 50. So uh, jumping right back to you there, Paul, who was who your next pick after, uh, after Richie Grant? Well, sliding down to 81, I did say we need some monsters on that offensive line, and this is where I address that. And I do know I haven't addressed wide receiver as of yet. I know a lot of folks are going to cringe at that, but you know what? I've addressed it a little bit with Pitts because you're going to see Gesicki move out to big slots sometimes. You're going to see Pitts move out to slots sometimes, or even the boundary. Um, but here I took the mean mullet in the belly, a guy that – I really do think Flores fell in love with at Senior Bowl week, and that's Quinn Miners. I think he can come in and immediately slot at either center or guard, uh, depending on if Skur still has the yips. And just, oh, God, watching him and Kinley maul people in the middle of that line, you're going to have some holes for Javante to run through that are going to be disgusting with those two out there. In the third round, pick number 81, I went with somebody else. Uh, along the front, but I actually went on the defensive side of the ball. Somebody else at Senior Bowl week too, that we absolutely had a dominant week. That's UCLA defensive tackle slash defensive end Osa Odigizua, and this is somebody that when you take a look at at what the Dolphins have done so far this offseason, they really want to rush from the inside, and everybody had a really difficult time blocking this guy throughout the week he's six foot two 282 pounds he has he has inside outside versatility and i think he's going to help you in a lot of different areas his uh brother was uh was was a third round pick of the giants uh, back several years ago he actually had his career cut short largely due to injury so but this is somebody that that went from I, I think a fifth or a sixth round pick to a second or a third round pick during senior bowl week with how much he could penetrate the backfield. I I don't hate that. Um my only concern there is I think we still haven't addressed and I hope I hope that if Miami's not gonna go minors, I hope that they're looking to address with Creed Humphrey a little earlier. Uh, I, I I do worry a little bit about that offensive front with, with Skura at center at this point. But I, I could totally see what you're talking about happening because they do like their big men in the middle. Yeah, so I've got Creed Humphrey there in the second round. So now the offensive oh, line as it I'm, stands right now. I missed Humphrey. Is, I apologize. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it's uh, it's Austin Jackson and Robert Hunt at the, at the tackle spots. You've got uh, Eric Flowers and Solomon Kinley at guard. you got Creed Humphrey at center. Again, Penny Sewell's my guy. Uh, so that that's the one I, I wanted to take there at three. Uh, if, if the Dolphins had kept that pick, I'm going to be screaming for him at six. But I this is a mock draft based on what we think that the Dolphins are going to do. I think they're going to add or go completely toward team speed on both sides of the ball and stockpile picks for the future because they've already shown the willingness to do that here over the last 18 months. So 
taking a look here at at uh let's see here we're down to third round here i'm at 156 is my next one gotcha 156 that's where i'm at as well and i went i did go on the offensive line here too um and i took uh, uh somebody who was again at senior bowl week didn't have a great week but it fits makes a lot of sense for what the dolphins like to do that's northern iowa offensive tackle spencer brown and he's six foot nine, 315 pounds. And the Dolphins like to get these guys who have great size, great length at the tackle spot. Um, Austin Jackson being six, five, 320 had a lot to do with why they drafted him. Same thing with Robert Hunt at six, five, 350. Um, at, at worst, Brown is going to be a swing man at both tackle spots. And if they can get lucky and they can beef him up and develop him more, there's a chance that. Maybe he's the next Jesse Davis on this offensive line where he can move around, be that swing tackle, uh, give some flexibility at guard, or start at right tackle and you kick Robert Hunt inside. So a lot of different options there, and and it seems like the type of player the Dolphins like to work with. Well, for me, I finally added a player that can take the top off of the defense and possibly be that Will Fuller replacement if he goes down with injury or if he moves on after his one-year contract. And he he does a lot of the things that Waddle does, but he doesn't get the heraldry of being at Alabama. Uh, he's got the same speed, and, and you don't see him get a lot of drops, and that's Anthony Schwartz out of Auburn. He's one of those guys that just... I, I look at him being there over and over and over again in some of these mocks, and I, I, out there on a lot of folks' draft lit prospect lists, and I, I have to giggle. He's only a victim right now of the fact that he's not wearing a Bama or LSU helmet and, you know, the quarterback play at Auburn, as far as I'm concerned. You know, uh, playing with Bo Nix there, yeah, he hasn't really taken that next step up. You know, Schwartz, Schwartz is an interesting guy, and I, I had him in a couple mocks for the Dolphins, too. He, he's a he's a four two nine type of receiver well he ran a four two six the other day four two six excuse me and i don't think he ever took off or showed a lot of wide receiver ability uh there at auburn but the guy the guy i kind of compare him to coming out of college is marquise goodwin where this was a flat out track guy who could run and he had good hands so if, if you're able to do that sometimes the rest of your game catches on especially if we're able to marinate on a roster here for a couple of years so I like that pick there in the fifth round. Um, seventh round picks, I'm just going to go one after the other. Janarius Robinson from Florida State is somebody who is an absolute monster size-wise. Uh, never had more than three sacks in his career, but has a lot of developmental potential here at the next level. He'll, he'll probably go a little bit higher than this, but um, I'm not sure if he, he can't play special teams. And I you know, it basically either he becomes a, a huge steal early and a great player, or he's probably going to be out of the league in a couple of years. That's the type of guy I want to take in the seventh round. Um, he sets a hard edge, but the, not a whole lot else at this point. He's, he's very unrefined. Uh, finally, in my favorite one here, my favorite seventh round pick here so far that that I think would fit the Dolphins is Grant Stewart from Houston. Had him in my personal mock too with of what I'd want to have happen. And again, could challenge Calvin Munson or Sam Egwavon in the bottom of the roster and be a special teamer. 
I actually went Tommy Doyle the tackle in our chat apparently ruined it because they saw me uh, they they saw into through 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 my logo here um, they, they they saw one of your 26 mock drafts on, I, on I think uh, I only online. took him once and it was a while ago um, so no I just He's a developmental prospect along the offensive line. Not a huge amount to say about the guy, but I do like what I see of him on tape. So we're going to roll with Tommy Doyle. Tommy Doyle sounds Doyle good. Doyle rules. So, O'Doyle rules. Uh, yeah, I wish he should just change it to O'Doyle. He should. Instead. So let's recap our picks here. And, and I'm just, you just boo me in the chat here based on, uh, boo based on, on what I've seen. At Brian <laughs> So, again, what I think the Dolphins will do is continue to stockpile picks for the future and be faster on offense and defense. So, to recap my picks, first round trading from six to eight, the Dolphins take wide receiver Jalen Waddell. At number 18, they take Trayvon Morig from TCU. He's the starting free safety. With the Dolphins, they kick Bobby McCain back to Nickelback. Running back Javante Williams is the week one starter for the Dolphins at running back. Creed Humphrey is a plug-and-play uh, center for the Dolphins. They get him there at 50. Third round, Osa Odigizua is a third-down specialist there for them. Can also play D-end. Spencer Brown at offensive tackle. This can be a developmental swing guy. Seventh round, Janarius Robinson, D-end from Florida State, as well as Grant Stewart from Houston. So that wraps it up. But the biggest part is, again, in this, the Dolphins now – in 2022, have an extra second and third round pick. And in 2023, they have an extra first and third round pick. It allows them to control a lot more in the next two drafts while upgrading team speed this year. Well, I, you and I took some different, different routes, even though we kind of wove back together in some areas. But the biggest difference is at the top of the draft. I went ahead and, and, and took Kyle Pitts at, at pick six. For the Dolphins, it, it's. I think it makes a lot of sense. It's something I've been doing, although I didn't move through the 12th pick to the 6th pick, and I think he makes a lot of sense for Miami, A, with Gasicki in a contract year, and B, with what having him and Gasicki on the field could do for each other uh, out, out there. After that, I traded up because of Parsons free-falling a little bit, jumped ahead of the Minnesota Vikings, and took Micah Parsons to add one of the most explosive players in the draft, possibly the best defender in the draft, at 13, which has been lucky for us and free-falling players anyway. Um, you know, big thumbs up, Laramie Tunsil. And after that, I went ahead and added Javante. I think he's going to thrive even more with Pitts on the roster because of the way he can run with a few less defenders in the box because of what the, what the opposing teams are going to be afraid of with Pitts, Gasicki, and Fuller as possibilities for what Miami does there. And then Richie Grant comes in. This is a Brian Flores, Josh Boyer pick, even though I love the kid, uh, at 50. Quinn Miners, the chubby mullet, comes in and just tears people apart with Solomon McKinley in the middle of the offensive line. Starts tearing holes open uh, as that offensive line develops. And then Anthony Schwartz, the, the 4-2-6 wide receiver out of Auburn that needs a little bit of development which screams Brian Flores because you can't coach speed. You cannot coach speed, and he has it. And, yes, he does tend to look slow at times on tape, but it's it's you know it, it's funny how many times you see a guy that runs ridiculously fast look slow and be pulling away from opponents. After that, Tommy Doyle, the developmental offensive lineman. 
comes in and, and, and starts looking to fill the role of one of these higher priced guys that you may see Miami part ways with. Absolutely. Well, I, I liked uh, the dueling mock drafts here of what we think the Dolphins will do. A couple of things from the chat here as in addition to the hatred on me here. Which, hey, look, I get it. Bring it up. Hold that hate deep in your heart and bring it. I mean, I, I it's, that's what this is all about. That's what draft season is all about. Bring it. Two things I liked in the chat here, uh, and I, I pardon if I'm not as skilled at navigating the chat. Number one, Ben Mason, fullback from Michigan. Uh, Martina's been uh, uh, mentioning a couple of times. I'm surprised that wasn't your seventh-round pick, Paul. Fullback, the highest-rated fullback. On, you know, I, 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 We're good. I, 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 I would have, I would have put money on that. We got Christian um, Wilkins. I don't need a fullback. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and and also. Um, for another day, uh, offensive linemen that have been talked about, and there are a lot in this draft here at the tackle spots. It's a deep offensive tackle class. Spencer Brown here was, I, I probably consensus like 14th or 15th guy at offensive tackle. Um, Tevin Jenkins is one of my favorite players in the draft. Uh, I would love to kick this guy to guard and just maul people. If he fell to the second round, I don't care if the Dolphins have a need or not. At that spot, I would absolutely love him. I mean, you look at just the nastiness, the balance, the body control that he has. I, I'm he's he's like J.C. Horn for me. I'm going to go out of my way to draft him if he falls to a certain spot. So uh, Jalen Mayfield, I just don't get it with it at the offensive tackle spot. I'll explain why in a, in a later episode when we break down the tackle position. So we're going to go full fledged here. Now we're done with this mock draft nonsense. Um, we're going to go just for that. Go, I may, I may jump on later this week and do another one by myself. Paul's going to create burner accounts and uh, burner drafts. I, I will and stand then, up with my own freaking name and do it. You know it. And then, uh, <laughs> and, and then create mock drafts and send hate messages to me on Twitter too about all this. Uh, oh, but I might do a cat hates this mock draft later this week. <laughs> Speaking of later this week, Thursday, we're gonna have we're gonna start with our positional breakdowns. We're gonna I'm gonna warn everyone listening. We're gonna start with quarterbacks, okay? But it's we're not talking about replacing Tua, okay? We're gonna, it's gonna be an all encompassing uh, discussion here on. You know, would you, if you're the Dolphins, would you draft somebody late? We didn't have any quarterbacks going in our personal mock draft or our Dolphins related mock draft. So probably not, uh, but it, it bears worth uh, talking about. We're going to start with basically, basically the lowest need first. And in our opinion, that is the core position because they've got Tua, they've got Jacoby Brissett. We don't see an avenue that they add really somebody else, but we're going to go through them. And I, we're going to talk about the possibility that in, in, of a late round development guy. Let's face it. Like sure. that, that's, sure. that's possible like an Ian book. Um, but you know, unlikely. Yeah. And you know, when we look at those seventh round picks, some of these quarterbacks don't, um, you know, if they can fall, I always say if they can fall to the fifth round, they can fall out of the draft. And, you know, you look at those two seventh round picks. Absolutely. I, th I think you could see a developmental guy, there and we'll get to those as well so anyway hmm? sorry there's there's a good one in chat cat we we could have a new game where we have cat rank how much he hates paul's mock drafts on a scale of slightly annoyed to walking out <laughs> <laughs> yes jeff 
Uh, I'm down. See, I, I, I said, like, look, mock drafts are fine. Okay. Just keep them to yourself. You know, it's, it's something like, you know, if you got kids or something, talk to your kids about the mock draft. Don't, don't put them, don't blast them on the, on our Twitter pages. You know, it's, uh, I mean, everybody thinks they're a scout because they got a freaking mock draft simulator that they're not even willing to pay two ninety nine for a month. I mean, you know. Anyway, uh, so we're done with mock draft season, but we'll have we'll have another one here uh, before the end of the year because I'm sure things are going to change a bit. Pro days are wrapping up. Really, they should be over with pretty much by Friday. Besides another couple of personal pro our personal pro day type workouts. So force trade. That's, <laughs> the what? I said force trade. <laughs> force trade, yeah. I think All right, I, go ahead, go ahead, cat guys. Make sure you I'm like and subscribe. Fun. We're gonna have fun so with it. So anyway, anyway, I don't have a motivational close, so that's gonna do it for our seven round Miami Dolphins. What we think they will do, mock, not me. Don't blame me for any of this. I'm just thinking what I think that they're gonna do. So if you don't like it, you know, just just take your anchor out somewhere else. Um, you could follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, all of our social media outlets. I'm Brian Cat NFL on Twitter. Be sure to message me if you have a you have an issue. Uh, Fanatic underscore pick is Paul, and uh, we're also the official networks as well for uh, FanSpeak and FinFanatic.com. Fansided. What I say? FanSpeak. Oh God, we mock drafts on the brain. Oh, we just got. Oh, jeez. Oh, see. Yeah. <laughs> I was wrong, and we're going to get sued now. So uh, <laughs> we got some interns to fire after this. After this show, don't worry, Paul. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> and if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.